horrific. It's terrifying. It's... Tonight of the podcast, a one-man horror show where I, Brian, talk to you about all things spooky, creepy, horror, and Halloween-related. Today, I'm going to be discussing Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights 27. That's right, 27 years of Halloween Horror Nights. Now, I'm not going to be talking about all of the houses. I'm actually going to break this up into two parts, maybe three. I haven't decided yet. We'll see how long these episodes go. But I'm going to go ahead and start off with Universal's Halloween Horror Nights 27 and say that overall so far I have enjoyed the haunt that they've put out this year. Um, There's a slew of houses. There are nine houses total. I have yet to actually go into all of the houses. Um, I've been in seven of them so far. And the last two, I was hoping to get in last night when I went, but uh, due to crowds and rain, I was unable to do so. But of the houses that I have been in, I'm going to go ahead and talk about a few of those. Now, now I'm not going to talk about all of them yet, but I'm going to talk about, I think, uh, we're going we're gonna to say four this time. Maybe five. I'm going go, to do five and one scare zone. And then I'm going to save my favorites for the next episode. So starting off, I went into the house called The Hive, which is a vampire-themed house. It was very reminiscent, well, the vampires were anyways, of uh, Salem's Lot. They kind of look like uh, Nosferatu to an extent, but they had the yellow eyes, the yellow glowing eyes. And it was an awesome touch, and I really liked this house. Now, the thing that I did not like about this house is that it was incredibly dark. Uh, So you go into the hive, and it's basically like a home or a group of homes that have been taken over by vampires, and it's underground dwellings, and all these vampires live there. There's a hive of vampires. I guess that's what it's called. Um, So yeah, it was was enjoyable. It was too dark, though. I walked into several walls, and I was not a fan of that. Uh, You don't want to be walking into walls in a haunted house. But it happened. It's okay. I survived. I maybe had a couple bruises. Not really, though. But uh, enjoyable house. I definitely need to check it out again. As I said, it was incredibly dark the first time. It was bright outside, though. And then the brightness going into the darkness might have, uh, you know, my eyes might not have adjusted. So there's that going on. But I definitely need to check that one out again. And then from there, I went into the Night of the Scarecrow. Dark Night of the Scarecrow. I can't remember. It's not the name of the Goosebumps book, that's for sure. Uh, But it was a Scarecrow-themed house. Again, really cool house. It was a little dark as well. The outside of the house is decorated with a cornfield. And there is a, like, a scarecrow with this weird skull on its uh, for a head with horns and everything, and it was really uh, awesome. Uh, uh, set up outside and decoration and set design. I believe there was a giant silo outside as well, or possibly a windmill. Um, so it was really cool. I think it was a windmill that they used in the Twister, uh, a ride that Universal no longer has, but uh, I believe it was the same prop. 
So you go into Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, and there's scarecrows everywhere, basically, uh, in and throughout this house. Again, cool set design and uh, a really fun house, but I definitely need to check it out again as it was dark. You know, the eye adjustments, it's the one bad thing about these events starting so early in the day is that it's so bright outside, and when you're trying to scare people, granted the houses are dark on the inside, but the time for your eyes to adjust, and then just walking through the scare zones in the in the sunlight, yes, you get to pick up on all the details, which is phenomenal, and if you have a good picture opportunity, it's definitely time to take those pictures because the sunlight is going to give you a better quality picture for your average camera. So that's fun, but trying to get scared in the daylight, not so much fun. So from Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, I went into the Blumhouse Horror House, uh, Haunted House, and it was uh, three movies combined from Blumhouse into the one house. Now there was The Purge, Sinister, and uh, Insidious. Now, you got the new Purge movie coming out, I believe, next year, and they're also making the TV show. And then you also have the new Insidious coming out at the beginning of the year. So there was very little Purge, actually, in this house. I think there was one or two rooms. Now, the Purge also has a scare zone this year as well, so maybe that's why it wasn't a focal point of this house, but it is in the house. So you have Sinister, the Purge, and Insidious. Now, I walked through this house pretty much by myself. There was no one in front of me. There was no one behind me. With that being said, I walked into walls because I didn't know exactly where I was going in some of the the areas. But I enjoyed this house a lot. And I enjoyed it, I think, probably because I was, like, practically by myself. And I got a lot of scares, a lot of jump scares going on there. People startling me left and right. I turned one corner, scare. Turned another corner, scare. So that was going on. And that was really fun. I mean, that's why you go to these events, because you want to be scared. You want to be engulfed by all your surroundings. Surroundings, you want to take it in, and you just want to sit back and have a good time. And uh, I had a really good time in this house because of the lack of a crowd. Now, Universal is a theme park, so you're going to have crowds everywhere. There's always crowds. Some of the houses are packed to the brim. Um, uh, we went last night, and the American Horror Story house, yes, there is one, but I'm not going to talk about it this episode. The American Story house was 95-minute wait. That's a long wait for one house. Granted, the other houses weren't nearly as bad on waits. You had one at 30. I think there was another 55. I'm just pushing it a little. Um, And then I think a couple towards the back weren't as of long of waits. But 95 minutes for a house is crazy. But the Blumhouse house was good. I enjoyed it. I recommend checking that one out as well. Um, I'm not going to tell you any ones you should skip so far because I'm going to save that for my final overview in the next episode. But from Blumhouse, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Ash versus Evil Dead House, which is what I went into next. Now, this house was fun. It was a really fun house. I have not seen the show. I know, I know. Being a horror fan, I love Evil Dead. Army of Darkness is great. Ash Williams, phenomenal character. But I haven't watched the show. I do not have, what is it? Is it Showtime? No, it's Cinemax. I don't know. It's Stars. Yeah, it's Stars. Anyways, I don't have that channel. So I, I haven't seen the show. Um, I should have picked up the DVDs or the Blu-rays, but I haven't done that yet either. I have seen three episodes, but I haven't watched it in its entirety as a series. But the three episodes that I did watch, I enjoyed. 
that being said, I also enjoyed this house. It seemed like if you haven't seen the show, you're not going to really know what's going on. Um, the Necronomicon is in there a couple times throughout the house, but overall, it's just a fun house. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary, but it's just a fun house. There's rock music playing throughout a couple of the rooms, which is fun. Again, it takes away from any scares because you're like, oh, rock music's playing. But uh, overall, a very enjoyable house. There's quite a few of Bruce Campbell's around, um, or Ash Williams, as, as you know, he's referred to in the show. Uh, he's everywhere. The actors don't really look like him. I guess you can't really fully cast for that role. Um, it's that point, or that part, I should say, is disappointing, because I would like to have more people that actually look like him, but it's totally understandable. You're not going to find a bunch of, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell doppelgangers walking around uh, in the Orlando area. But uh, it was definitely worth checking out, and that's one to go to. The wait last night, at least for the first hour and a half to two hours of the park being open, was around five minutes, which is an incredibly short wait for a house, more specifically a house from a brand name show. So those are the four houses I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of the Purge scare zone because I talked about Blumhouse and the Purge. The scare zone is rad. I liked it. I liked it a lot. There's the school bus. There's somebody like talking, you know, talking about the annual purge. They have uh, the the car with the lights all over it from the, the third purge movie, which is the dumbest vehicle ever and the worst movie in the series. But that car is there. But the cool thing, the cool, cool thing about this scare zone that I like a lot is that there is a group of motorcycles. There's two motorcycles that are leading the way for a giant truck a white truck and the the truck is making its way through the streets of the New York area at Universal and then um the the motorcycles are there to clear out people but then they open up the back of the truck on occasion and like someone escapes out the back and then people chase after them and grab them and then pull them back into the truck screaming and they slam the door closed and they kind of drive off. And that is a really, really cool tactic and, and nice little feature to that scare zone, which I think is what puts that scare zone as one of the better ones uh, in the years that have passed, the 27 years. I think this is one of the better scare zones because it has that interaction where these people are running out from the truck into the crowd and grabbing these this victim or these victims that have escaped so that's the purge scare zone that's my first episode of the halloween horror nights uh 27 podcast video series that i'm doing so far i will be doing a part two next week next monday that's right monday is my new day for putting out episodes i'm forgoing the friday releases i'm feeling monday is probably more when people are listening to podcasts on their way back to work how am i gonna deal with this work week well you can listen to me you can watch me and thank you for doing so. So thank you for tuning in to Night of the Podcast. You can always email me at nightofthepodcast at gmail.com. Please follow me and like the Facebook page at Night of the Podcast. And also please subscribe to the YouTube channel at Night of the Podcast. You can also follow me, Brian, personally on Instagram at xxhalloweenxx. I know that's a lot going on, a lot of different places to follow me and like what I'm doing, but I'm going to posting more than I have been. I do post, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to be posting more than I have been. But thank you again for listening, everyone, and I appreciate all of you watching and listening. Until next time, good night, good fright.
Be careful what lurks when you turn out the lights.